This is an ABC podcast. Why, hello there. It's Ruby here and this is news time. Hello, Ruby. I have found some awesome stories for you this week. First, we'll learn about how we can use energy from the sun at night. Then we'll visit a top-end school that's making class more inclusive for autistic students. After that, we'll head to Queensland for a daring rescue by a terrific teen and then learn about Reconciliation Week. Finally, we'll reveal our wow of the week. I can't wait! Me neither. Let's crack on. Story number five. Have you heard of solar power before? It's on our roof at home. Solar power is electricity that comes from the sun that they usually put on houses. Yep, solar power is energy made by the sun. As the sun beams down onto Earth, we can trap energy from its rays in special sheets called solar panels. Then we use this energy as electricity to power everything from TVs to toasters. I don't think solar power works at night. Scientists thought the same thing, but it turns out we can still harness power from the sun at night time. While solar panels catch light from the sun, they heat up during the day and cool at night. Australian researchers are working on how to make energy from those panels cooling off after the sun goes down. It's a bit like this. In summer, at the end of a sunny day, the footpath outside might still be nice and warm at sunset, but by the morning, it's cold. All that heat goes back up towards the sky. These special solar panels can make energy from the movement of this heat. Whoa! It can work at night as well? It's a pretty exciting discovery. And even better, using solar power is a great thing for our environment because it's a renewable resource, which means it doesn't run out. The more we can use energy from renewable resources, the happier our planet will be. Because we only have one Earth. All right, time to shine a light on our next story. Story number four. When we communicate how we feel with other people, we can do it in lots of different ways. I can tell by their faces and sometimes their words, their expressions, maybe what what they say. I usually see or they tell me. That's right. Facial expressions, body language and our actions are all great ways to communicate. And one of the most common ways people communicate how they're feeling is by saying it out loud. But not everyone speaks. At Forest Parade Public School, which is up in the Northern Territory, nearly half of the students are autistic. Autism affects everyone who has it differently. Some of the kids at Forest Parade Public are non-verbal, which means they don't communicate with speech. Sometimes it can be difficult to communicate without talking. I would feel frustrated. Teachers at Forest Parade wanted to find another way for their non-verbal students to communicate how they feel. So every teacher and staff member at the school 
carries around a special book filled with lots of pictures. The pictures represent different feelings or wants. If a non-verbal student wants to communicate with a teacher, they can open up the book together and point to the picture that shows what they want to say. If a student wanted help opening a packet of chips, they could tap on the picture of a packet of chips. That's a very smart way to do it. It's really cool because they can learn like any other kid, just in a different type of way. This new system has made it easier for lots of kids to communicate, and it's made the school a happier and more inclusive place too. Okay, another story please. Story number three. Rod is a 72-year-old surfer who lives on the Sunshine Coast in sunny Queensland. Recently, he was out enjoying the ocean in his kayak when a big wave came along and tipped him out. Rod got separated from his kayak and he was struggling, but he didn't panic. Luckily, a teenager named Cleo was out for a ride on a jet ski and she noticed some strange things floating in the ocean. She saw a flipped kayak, a hat, and a lunchbox. Cleo felt like something wasn't right, so she started searching the ocean to see if someone was in danger. And sure enough, she spotted Rod. Oh no, she probably thought. Cleo hurried over and helped Rod climb up onto the jet ski and then she ferried them both back to shore. Rod would have felt thankful. Somebody saved him and he would feel happy and relieved. He says he feels like Cleo is his guardian angel, but it wasn't just luck. Cleo was there because she saw those things floating in the water and she knew what to do and trusted her gut. Rod did the best thing he could do in that situation too. He stayed calm. Check if there's wet big waves to stay calm and don't try and swim to shore or you might get wiped out. Those are some great tips. Great work, Cleo. Story number two. This week is the beginning of Reconciliation Week. That means making friends and building strong relationships. Reconciliation Week is all about the relationship between the first people of this land we call Australia, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, and non-Indigenous Australians. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders have lived on this land for a long time. A very, very, very long time. I think about thousands of years. Nobody actually knows. The best estimate we have right now is about 60,000 years. About 250 years ago, Europeans came here and did some things that hurt Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. Rules were made that didn't let them speak their languages, and lots of people were taken away from their families and homes on country, and that hurt their connection to their culture. Reconciliation Week is about understanding this painful part of our history, telling the truth and saying sorry. There are lots of ways that non-Indigenous Australians can show respect for the first people of this land, like acknowledging country. That means taking some time to learn about the traditional owners of the land you're on. 
wherever you happen to be, because you know, you're always on country. Right now, I'm on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Here in Perth, we live in the Noongar country. I live on the land of the Gundungurra people. Acknowledging country means knowing that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have lived on and cared for this land for thousands of years and being thankful for the amazing places we are all lucky to call home. And here we are, my friends. It is time for the... Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because a spiderweb as big as a car. That is cuckoo. There are roughly 50,000 different kinds of spider on Earth, from redbacks to huntsmen, daddy longlegs to tarantulas. Spiders come in all shapes and sizes. They have eight legs. They have fangs. They move so quick. Most spiders spend their time alone, weaving intricate webs and waiting for their prey to come along. Only a small number of spiders live and hunt together in groups. We haven't known all that much about these spider communities, but new research has been looking at the behaviour of one social spider species, the Anolosimus eximius. Well, maybe spiders would work together to make a web. I think the spiders might hunt together. That's exactly it. Anolosimus eximius spiders are found in a part of South America called French Guiana. Scientists have seen groups made up of thousands of spiders. These social spiders weave webs that are so big and so complicated, they look more like giant fishing nets hanging above the forest floor. Whoa! How big? Some webs can be as big as a car. Spiders who make a web as big as a car is crazy. When prey land in the complicated structure, the movement sends vibrations in all directions. So instead of just one spider coming along to try to trap the prey, thousands of them hurry in from all over and they work together to trap their dinner. If they had even more spiders, they could make it even bigger. Or they could make a web as big as a house. Imagine that. We don't have Anolosimus eximius spiders in Australia. But remember, if you see any kind of spider, at home or outside, don't touch it. Leave it alone, give it lots of space and watch it weave its web from afar. And that... My dear friends, was the final strand in our web of stories today. I hope you enjoyed the countdown. Thanks, Ruby. You are very welcome. And don't forget to do the news time quiz. It's in the show notes. Catch you later. Goodbye. Or, as they say in Vietnamese, Tham Biet. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.